This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. What's going on today, Kyle? Well, today we're going to be talking about the value of having cash on hand. Right. So you and I, we haven't been out of school real long yet, but we're already having business opportunities come our way. And we're starting to see the benefits of having, you know, a significant amount of money available for those. Yeah. And that's, that's all relative to people. Like, you know, what's significant to you or me is different for somebody else. Absolutely. And, and it's also relative to the size of the opportunity coming your way as well. Yep. So, um, you know, me personally, I, uh, have the opportunity to rent some land here this coming year. And I started my IBC policies just about two years ago, not quite yet. And so I've been building up a pool of money, which I have access to, and I'm going to be using that money to finance operating this, this farm ground. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that I wouldn't have seen the opportunity. I'm not saying that, but it's made it so much easier to, to move into this role of being able to take advantage of this, um, this farmland that I, that I get to rent. Well, you look back four or five years ago and having less cash on hand than what you do now, it, it would be hard to see, I guess, maybe the value that you could create because you would need such you would need some cash up front to then create that value. Absolutely. You need that. And, you know, in my own personal situation, it helps that I've also, you know, the background in farming. So I have education throughout my entire life nearly about how to do this. So that's another example of, of capitalizing, you know, building your education, your knowledge and stuff in an area. Yeah. And, and that takes some time. I mean, we, we talk about taking time to learn about infinite banking, getting the process started. It takes, it takes a while for that to get rolling. Well, it's the same with any type of venture that you go into. I mean, you know, we, we've been interested in some real estate and stuff and you know, we don't know anything about real estate. We don't have any background in it. And we also don't have any family or close friends that do it. No. So the amount of time that it would take for us to get to somewhere where like a Brandon Turner or a Rod Cleef or something Shout like out that. To bigger pockets. Yeah, it would. It would. It'd be. I mean, we're talking years. We're talking three, four, five years. And but we spent you know most of our lives in this agricultural world. So that has also been working for us to be able to seek out these opportunities. Yeah, and it it's so nice when when you have that knowledge in an area and you can just go through the numbers and run them. And be like, okay, this makes sense. You know, this is a good opportunity for me to go and take advantage of. Yeah. And it's, if you don't like what you're doing right now, if you're an employee or a business owner, but you spend a lot of time doing what you're doing, maybe there's an opportunity for you, just something different in that sort of field. I mean, you spent all this time already working and learning in that field. How can you leverage it to make that work for you? Yeah. Instead of completely just starting over something new. Not that that's horrible, but it's just like put compound interest in your favor. Yeah. It's, it's just time that's working for you. Yep. Um, 
that that's so key to be able to leverage that stuff throughout your life. And, and just like we were talking before, um, before this podcast, you know, like we can evaluate land for sale too, and just confidently evaluate it to the point where we know like, okay, this can cash flow or it can't cash flow, mm-hmm. which is huge. I mean, you don't want to get yourself into a position when you don't have access to enough money to pay for something that you're in negative cash flow and you're just betting on appreciation or something like that. Yeah, and it, I mean, I can't look at a at a sales form on a multifamily apartment and be like, okay, you know, this is going to work and stuff like that. But I can look at you know, a sales form for a for a piece of land, see what the yields are or have been and run plug some of my numbers in there quick and get a pretty good idea of, you know, can I make this work? Well, yeah, you I guess it's the experience factor and and where you've been throughout your life, you know. And be able to say, okay, this is, you know, and some of this is speculation, but it's just, you know, you build this comfort uh, um, when you're around something for so long. And so you can say, this is what I think the worst case is in the market, you know, so you can build that in when, when can I cash flow, and what's the point at which I can't cash flow anymore? And do you feel like that's a risk that you're willing to take then at that point in time? Mm-hmm. And the industry that we're focused in, which is the ag industry, it takes a lot of capital to get started doing anything. It's just unavoidable. There are other industries where it doesn't, and you can be very successful. If you look at people in e-commerce, people that build websites. Selling life insurance. Selling life insurance. The startup costs are very low for things like that. But if you're in the Dollar-wise. Yes, dollar-wise. If you're in the ag community and you want to get started ranching, farming, something along those lines you are going to have to have access to a bunch of money. There's just, there's just no way around it. Well, and, and you've probably seen this too, Kyle, but, um, you know, there's people that are putting up buildings to raise animals in, you know, uh, chicken barns, um, pig barns and stuff like that throughout the area. And, you know, that's ways to create more cash flow for yourself, but those are also big time, uh, capital intensive. You need a lot of money for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're not saying that, that you have to have all the money to be able to cover that venture by no. any means. I mean, that's just not something that, I mean, I personally don't know anybody that's going to be able to achieve that unless, you know, I mean, I can conceive of one where people have created an IBC system and they've been handing it down for generations and teaching and stuff. But I mean, Kyle and, our, Kyle and I are our first generations for us that are starting this and that's multi-generations down the road. I mean, this is becoming your own banker, but it isn't becoming your own banker overnight. No, it's, it's, it's definitely not. So, um, I kind of wanted to get into just talking about like my own situation here with the, the farming coming up and stuff. And so a little background for those that don't know, I used to work, uh, down in Kansas on a farm and I worked for a guy that farmed about 3,400, 3,500 acres and then we did another 600 acres custom every year. And throughout the years of working for him, um, I was there between 13 and 19. So got to know him really well and stuff. And after a while, I learned like he doesn't carry crop insurance. I found that very interesting because I'd never heard of anybody not carrying yeah, crop insurance. It's very unheard of. So like in my own situation, you know, I thought, 
well, yeah, that that's just a cost, you know. I am I'm gonna avoid that when I go into farming here because I have my own opportunity now. But it's funny how once it's my money that's on the line, you know, it's my investment in this crop now, and I'm starting to think differently. Like, wow, a failed crop that would present a huge challenge to me. Whereas if I can get some crop insurance to protect me, that that's maybe nine, ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. But what is what is losing all of your inputs and stuff that you put into something? I mean, that's a way bigger hit to take. So if I had access to more money, a bigger pool of money, which I don't, maybe I'd be comfortable by not doing that. But in the meantime, I'm gonna protect myself to make sure that I keep growing that nest egg to keep building that pool of money to a place where I am comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe I don't ever even get there in my life because maybe continual growth keeps happening and I just never build up the pool of money to offset the risk, you know? Mm -hmm. But I guess... But you can get a lower... You don't have to get all the bells and whistles on your policy, on your crop insurance policy, if you have that other available cash sitting there. Right. And like, we're not saying you have to have all the dollars behind you before you start. We're just talking about having that pool of money there is going to give you some peace of mind. And having the foresight to see like that having money on hand is going to present you with opportunities throughout life. It's just so hard. Like if you don't have access to anything to, and I'm talking about money to like, see that that can produce um, opportunity in the future. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just crazy how, you know, we haven't been out of school that long and it's already doing that in our lives. Mm-hmm. We're just getting started with this whole IBC thing. We both had a cash position before we got started, but we can see that this is just only going to add tailwinds to what we do. It's going to make everything we do that much better. Yeah. You just have to, you have to be able to see past that initial capitalization period mm-hmm. and see like, like you and I did, you know, we, we realized, um, and probably some from our background in farming that like capital, the access to it is going to provide us with opportunity at some point in the future if we want to pursue it. Yeah. There, I mean, there's, you can definitely look around in the ag community and see people who don't really put a value to capital, the people who are just buying things they don't need buying buying whatever it is. And then when hard times come and they don't have capital to get them through, you know, they're the ones selling out and maybe you're the one that can buy in. Right. Cause you have access. And, and not only that, having a heavy cash position, um, that may also get you on better terms with the outside lending that you might need. If you don't have enough, sure. a big enough pool, maybe that gets you lower, um, rates and makes things more affordable for you. Absolutely possible or a possibility. Um, but a big thing is we say cash position, have a cash position. Yes. But you can't just have a cash position in your bank because I mean, you're, you're, you're getting paid a very small interest rate. It's not uh, more than inflation though. So you are losing money in your savings account every year. You need to recognize that. And that is part of why we're using IBC here because we're at least putting some tailwind behind our money over time. And I think that is extremely important because you can put $100,000 in a savings account and in 10 years, I mean, 
what are you going to have access to? Maybe a hundred and five. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's, it's unreal. And it, it's just so hard to, to see, I guess, when, when you don't spend time investigating and, and learning what, um, what IBC is all about. I mean, it's all about having access to capital so you can do other things, take care of your cash flow, and can keep moving forward. Yeah, and you'll just you'll just feel so much more comfortable taking some risk. I mean, it, we, you got to take a little bit of risk to grow. Not crazy risk, but at least you're not going to be as afraid, you know, to do that. And like my dad and I, we just went on our own farming last year and if we wouldn't have had some cash built up, we wouldn't have done it. It would have been I mean, it would have been too alarming to do it with prices were in the tank you know it wasn't the best year to do it but we bet on ourselves and i mean it worked so i'm I'm glad that that we had that cash there to to give us a little bit of a cushion and some confidence and not only did the cash help to offset your risk but your previous um experience and and everything in in farming and ag also helped to offset that risk absolutely i mean that's just the the best thing you can do. It's it's like the business owner mindset versus the employee mindset. You know, the business owner wants to get his money working for him and he doesn't want to have to earn everything to produce in his life. Crops are one example of something that can produce for you. Cattle are another. You could have own a business and get that business working for you. Have other people working for you, doing the work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, rental real estate, something that I'm very interested in. I haven't um, I haven't done anything there yet, but I'm very interested in it yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those things, like that is the business owner mindset to, to outsource some of your labor and stuff, get other people working for you, other things working for you, and let your money start producing money for you. That's going to start flowing back into your IBC system then. And then what? You're going to have more capital inside your IBC system to expand and do more business things. And you know, why do employees go to work? They work because they see it as they're getting a guaranteed paycheck. And we talk about being a business owner, you have to take some risk. So you're taking plenty of risk out there to grow your business. Why risk your cash in the market or somewhere else? Why not get some guarantees with an IVC policy? And where's, where, sorry to interrupt you, but where's your rate or best rate of return going to come from? It, it better be in your business. From betting, yeah, I was going to say from betting on the market or from something that you've educated yourself in. Yeah, from betting on the market or betting on yourself. I mean, what can you control there? Betting on yourself. Exactly. Everything that you've done throughout your life is helping you. Whereas if somebody else is managing your money for you, and and please don't get us wrong about the market. That has a place for people. Um, we just We just think that when you control that and you learn about it and you're the one doing it, you have eliminated so much risk from your life because you understand how to control the way that you're moving in. Maybe you can't control when the market goes up and down, but hopefully you can see things that allow you to to know, you know, when is a good time to trade and what's a good time to buy and, and mm-hmm. things. And as you build that that pool of cash opportunities will seek you out. I mean, we've both witnessed it ourselves. And so it's, it's definitely true. It's already happening. It, it's really cool. It's kind of a fun time in life, to be honest. And it's also, um, I mean, maybe the opportunities are seeking you out, but you're also getting a different view on the world. And maybe you're able to 
seek out that opportunity that you wouldn't have been able to previously. Yeah, it's hard to say exactly how that works, but I think your mindset and how you look at the world is just, it's changed by the fact that you have access to capital. And I think this gives you like the business owner mindset too, like what I was just explaining and wanting to get things working for you. I don't know about you, Kyle, but I want like that corn that I grow next year, the soybeans that I'm producing. I want those things. They're going to be working for me every single night. Yep. When you're sleeping, they're growing. Absolutely. When I was working for that farmer, he had 1800 acres of corn growing, but I, I was on an hourly wage. Mm -hmm. So when I went home at night, I wasn't making anything. He had 1800 acres of corn growing. And a hired man. And a hired man doing some of the work that he probably didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing against against that. I mean, I learned a lot from that, you know, and that mm-hmm. con- contributed to, it's also hard. I, I've never brought this up before, but if you've only learned under your family, it is so interesting to learn from somebody else and see how people do things differently. And I think you can bring so much value back for me, like in the farming now, I feel like I can bring so much more value back. Yeah. And honestly, I, I just don't see how I ever could have learned that in like a classroom setting Mm -hmm. personally. It had to come through experience and seeing things. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, um, farmers having hired men or being a hired man for a farmer. It's just important to recognize who is holding the leverage there and what leverage that is. Absolutely. And and if you want to move yourself out of that position you're in, maybe that's what you want. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. But it also wouldn't help you to have cash on hand in case your mind changes. Absolutely. Three, yeah. five, ten years from now. And you never know when if your mind is going to change. So No. But but we just we put ourselves into these places financially where other people are in control of our money and we don't have the ability, you know, at a moment's notice, um, to take advantage of, of things or, or when, when our behavior changes and we don't want to work sure. for someone anymore. Sure. You know? Um, I don't know. Those are just so many little lessons, I guess, from two years of, of studying infinite banking. And, and now, you know, both of us having significant opportunities in other business. Yeah, absolutely. So fun stuff. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions or if you guys want to work with us, uh, check out our website, cashvaluesolutions.com, and we'll be happy to help in any way that we can. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you can message us there or uh, we'll have our uh, emails in the description so you guys can reach out to us directly. So, yep. Anyways, that's that's about everything I got, Kyle. How about you? Yep. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.